With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000 year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings. This is Windows in Your Mind, and I'm your host, Parisha. And this evening, we're going to take some journeys into a lot of events and things that are going on on our planet and the different doors that's opening with various cultures and people who are doing many, many important and beautiful things that actually are coming to very peaceful resolve as we enter the state of harmony much, much deeper and closer. So we're going to talk this half hour, at least 30 minutes of our hour, with people who are sending in all kinds of information through our social media outlets. And one of those particular questions is people's uh, excitement and everything over the holidays. Uh, we have a fantastic team here at uh, my base in Kingman, Arizona. And on a daily basis, this team sends out one million emails. We're actually, on a daily basis, hitting at least a million to five million people. So it doesn't take us very long to get 40 to 50 or 100 million uh, particular messages or information out and moving it and getting it to move on. And we have learned in doing this over the last five years that when we send out, when we do our count, and we know that we've sent out a million, and we know that at least half, if not three quarters, of the people who we've just contacted, by the time they contact all the people that are actually within their reach and in their field, then we have either tripled or doubled that. So at this point, we're getting information out very, very powerfully fast, and people are responding to that. So we get a tremendous, I mean, it's not unusual for me to receive anywhere from 1,200 to 7,000 emails in response a day or on social media. What I had to do with Facebook, I had to move from just doing the friends page, which only allows you 5,000 people on your Facebook to actually doing what they call a fan page, which allows me an unlimited amount of people who has an is definitely very, very high number at this point. I don't even want to give you the number because I'm not real sure. I just know it's way, way up there. 
So basically, we're getting a lot of back and forth exchange and communication, and that's what makes things happen. And that also helps make things improve and, and, and adjustments being made. Here's the thing that we often forget, and it's it's beginning to show now that we're coming in, in uh, awareness of it, and that's that each one of us as individuals, we are of humanity. The oneness of which we share is our life as humanity. And as human, our needs are the same. We want to have we want to have people who trust who are trustworthy. We want to have people who love us and are sincere. We want good things for our family and our children. We you know, our our particular desires as human are all around the same amount of kind of things that's important, roof, food, family care, love, so forth and on. And so when you start reaching out to people on those levels and not trying to actually sell them a bill of goods or, you know, convert them into some belief or religion or whatever, and you're just talking to them about what are the thrive things in life, what, what makes life thrive, okay? And you actually help share remedies, recipes, you know, healing things, uh, families, different things that are going on and the changes that families are making, children growing up, people growing older. These kind of things are very natural to us all and begin to create a wonderful uh, kindling and a bond of kinship that we share. And that oneness begins to knit itself into a very, very powerful network of which we have done over a number of years now. And so when it comes to this particular season, and I don't want to just speak of the particular Christian holiday of Easter, but the many particular sacred days and times that's within this two-month period between March and April. And so we had a lot of people asking, you know, can you do this, can you do that, and so forth and on. And it all stirred over a story that uh, someone actually reposted that I, I put out, oh, it had to be 10, 15 years ago at least, to where a woman had asked me to pray for her son, to actually pray for her son's well-being and to pray for the enemy to fall, okay? And I responded that I cannot do that. What I can pray for and will pray for that all are safe and that all, you know, rise to the state of love and uh, the state of harmony. And uh, she engaged with me as that being very treasonous to my country and blah, blah, and a whole lot of things that she felt. And I told her, I am a mother. And any mothers whose son or daughter falls on the battlefield, I suffer. You suffer. We all suffer. And for me to pray for one over the other, it's just not anything I can put my heart, my mind, or my being to. But I can speak to that which I feel. And that's the uh, empathy that I feel for all people who lose a loved one, be they of whatever particulars in a person's life, in battle and in war. Such a loss. And so I did that. Well, after that got out, the woman finally come around to actually seeing my point and then actually at that point asking me, just pray for healing for us all, that we could all come 
to a date of when no one, none of our children would be lost to war. And I can do that. So I was, I made my prayers and move with that. Well, in this case, it started coming back this year, strangely enough, through the holidays. People asking me, you know, not real sure one way or the other of my particular beliefs or if I was of what religion, but asking me if, you know, we could be inclusive in chanting and praying and so forth and their particular uh, religious needs and stuff. And when I heard this comment, I mean, it, it was coming in pretty heavy there for about three days at the mid of March, early week of first week of March. And I thought about it. And when I thought about it, it's like I started really looking up and seeing all the particular celebrations of worship and everything that happened over these weeks. And it's it's like there's, there was still the voice inside me that was saying, why do we have to separate like that? Why do we have to just draw upon the one that is the whatever we want it to be? You know, I, I see a much bigger picture here. And I think that everyone's way of worship is, is, you know, I do it in respect. I have respect for everyone's worship. And I, I just do not understand how we can become biased and prejudiced and speak very badly of each peoples and their way and their worship. And so I listened to that and I thought, okay, well, I know what I'm going to be doing during these holidays because these, these particular months are very, very dear to me because they start the ceremonial cycle of our planting time and, and our growing time and takes us right into harvest time. And it's when all the abundance of heaven and earth and all the beautiful things that come of the earth's transforming from the nakedness of winter into the blooming and the dressing of summer and all. So I that makes my whole spirit lift, you know, and I thought, okay, I can take that that I feel, what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, and I can put that across the table, or as you might want to say, across the blanket to everybody and encompass everybody with a sincerity that says, I can and will include you in every ceremony, regardless of beliefs, faith, worship, or whatever. It's just a matter as humanity I can ask this. I can put all that forward. So I did. I put it together, and we had like about four days to where we acknowledged the four directions, the cardinal directions, and actually sent prayers out to all the people celebrating and worshiping in their many ways, and that it all come to, to the place to where we consider respect for each other and for all life. And it went very well. But as the as we put this out and it started coming back in, all of a sudden the particular, I call him my ninja, he's into, you know, he does these huge uh, computers and everything. He really, you know, he's really out there and in-depth in what he does with computerization. And when he, you know, gave me a call and he goes, okay, have some questions. You know, are you broadcasting any particular message? And broadcasting doesn't always just mean through the radio. For for the terms that him and I use, broadcasting is when I'm sending out, uh, uh, you know, something into the field, a prayer, a chant, or when I'm sending energy forward. And I said, yes, you know, and I told him what I was doing. And he goes, well, you're moving, you're getting results in a very rapid fold over here. 
he said, we're, we're moving so fast. I, I would not hesitate to say that you're, you know, you're getting millions of people responding to this. And then the final count that they gave me was somewhere around 45 million. And I said, 45 million. And then I got to thinking of how many we send out a day and over a month, how that can accumulate and everything. And realizing for that many people to reach out to that, that all religious, all religious prejudices stopped, that all people's differences were resolved and that just just the good of us as humanity could reach out to each other and, and wish for all peoples to have this wonderful, peaceful season and that all good things could be given and come and that each one of us could be responsible to care, to respect, and to honor. And it worked. And so I have friends that check those particular satellites that goes around the, the Earth and actually measures the Earth's aura. And they talk constantly and give reports back to the impacts that various uh, times, you know, when we're doing like global world meditations and everything, that, the, that it actually shows on the electromagnetic field of our planet, and this being one of those times. So I guess my point is, if we can do that, and we, we take time in our heart to look at that for a holiday or a particular time of worship to where maybe we're more sensitive or more attuned to what we are really about, what we believe and what we worship and, and what's important to us. And we put our feelings into that in a very deep way. And that maybe it's not something we do on a daily basis, but take on these occasions. Okay, well then... You know, if we can do that, beloveds, why can't we do that and just take time every day? Make every day Sunday, make every day Sabbath, make every day the day of worship. Because this is the way I live. You know, every day is a complete lifetime and every lifetime begins at sunrise. And to send this out, the, the fulfillment of what I have and everything that I do, is the fulfillment of knowing that today I have lived wholly of all that I could do and that I have put forth all that I feel capable and can possibly manage to do. And I, I get quite a bit of activity into a day. And so it's like, but I can't do that unless I am in the right mindset come morning. I start my day making sure that before any of the busyness and the worldness gets involved in my field, in my range of energy, my aura, however you choose to see or say that, I need to be in right mind. I need to be in clear mind. So I have to take time to cultivate that. I have to, you know, because uh, I, there's, tremendous activity that goes on in my life and I, I realize my I can you know as as a person re feeling very much responsible and meaning I need to respond with ability I, I start thinking and how I'm going to do that you know the, the thinking starts and I have to shut all that off and just allow myself to be and in being I have to go into the nothingness and that means just shutting off all the thoughts you know if 
in the beginning, how I learned to do this is like all of the concerns, the worries, the planning, the whatever used to run through my mind, you know what I mean? Especially when I would want to sit down and be still. I could think of 16 things that I should be doing instead of sitting here. And so I had to learn after a while to not embrace them and give them attention, but just to let those thoughts kind of just move along like the river. And so I use that analogy for myself that as I go into meditation, I let the river of time and things and materialism just do its natural thing, just flow right on by. And as it flows on by, I begin to feel myself quiet. I feel the quiet start. I feel the calm setting in. And then I come to that place that when I pull my eye mask down and I'm in the state of just blackness, and I then begin to focus purely on the nothingness that's in that void, that stillness. And then I've learned that everything else just shuts down. You know, whatever the sounds are, should there be any, or whatever's going on in the out there, it's not at all coming into the in here. And in that, I have learned to go very, very deep into my meditative states. And I learn. I had to learn this by just exploring it, but I learned, as you, you do and I do, we, this happens for us all because we're all energy, is that we begin to broadcast, we begin to emanate, and we begin to move that particular energy, that feeling, that, that love, or that, that sanctuary of which we are, where form and spirit meet. And so I just begin to emanate from that. And I never, ever sit anymore and, con, you know, contemplate or uh, communicate something. I, I kind of let it just all come of its own. And what comes up is always this immense feeling of love. I don't have words for it. And maybe calling it love even limits it because it becomes all-consuming. And it is such it is such a state of bliss and and uh, just just realization that in those moments I can you know I I see there's these flashes of things that come like like a, uh, almost like a quick little video here and I, what I mean quick I mean just seconds not you know a long drawn out thing but in that real quick glance. I become aware of uh, an amount, a huge amount of information, okay? And all I've learned to do with that is just let what I'm feeling and the wonder of that go to that. I feel that as each thing appears, it like comes into my field by some magnetic pull. And, and I realize as I've prayed and said, you know, that I send love and the things that I've said in preparation for my meditation would actually allow such need to come forward. And then I began to see that I, I, I've never ever had to deal with how much energy do I send or, or what is it that's really needed or anything like that. I just watched it as it appears. It gets taken care of. And it's enormous what we can do. It's enormous what we can put out just as an individual into the field 
that assist the many others of the oneness of humanity that we are. And so in the rituals and ceremonies that I live, and it's very much what I was raised with, with my Cherokee influence and grandmother, is I just live every day as the Sabbath. Every day is a Sunday or a, a, a holy day. Every day is holy in as much as it, it's what I have. It's present. You know, I can look at the yesterdays and give my whole life to that or know that they're spent and that what I really have is right now because even when I would think into the future, that's not allowing myself to make the most of what's right here. And so I prepare myself in the morning. Some, you know, I usually make my make sure that my family knows. You know, I want I need to know when are you know their particular needs of what time they're going to get up, and I know that then I make sure that my time that I need to have with no disturbance or movement or activity around me, I make sure that I'm up before them, and that I do all that I need to do before their particular activities start. And so I realize that as I move into ceremonial time to where I go to the many people of different cultures and indigenous ceremonies and stuff, I realize that as I enter to each one of them, I feel a part of it. It does not, I can't, you know, when people says to me, what's your religion? My religion is love. I relate to the source. Religion, you know, if we use the Latin word for religion, it's relatio, and that means to relate to source. Well, my source is love. So that's my religion. Now, in the many ways of worship, yes, I lean more toward the native particular way of worship, and I do practice a lot of the state of mind, the powerful state of mind, which I've learned very much in Buddhism with that. So there are, but in there are many houses of worship, of which I have made extended family and have wonderful, powerful friends. That their time of worship is as important to me. And so, I, you know, I I involve myself with them in that time, and in doing that, I honor and respect all the things that they're doing. So I, you know, when. My Jewish friends come into Passover and all of the holidays around the particular season of Easter and that I'm involved in that a hundred percent. You know, when when uh, we have Wesak show up and it's a celebration of Buddha's birthday and stuff, I'm a hundred percent. When I go to different uh, particular churches of Christianity, each one of them having a particular belief of theirs being a little different or better or whatever. I never get involved in that. And sometimes when, you know, I've been invited and a minister starts to actually ask me, you know, if I'm particularly persuaded by this or this or that, starts mentioning other particular practices of Christianity. I simply immediately stop it and say, okay, I don't even let my mind be open to hear or involve myself in anything like that. I simply take that Christians are Christians because of their beliefs of Jesus Christ, and I don't care about anything else. And so that really just stops all of that, and then my particular participation with any of it is from my heart that that's how I'm going to make it go for me. You know, that I, I can feel 
I can feel their love. I can feel the power of their worship. And, and I, you know, I don't have to get myself involved in their prejudice. I don't need to go against. I just need to be. And so if we begin to see the good of that, and this is not me trying to tell you that my way is your way. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to you that let's not have any time that we spend at bashing somebody else or making someone else's ways you know, less than ours or whatever, that in ourselves, in what we are, let us be the very best of that. Let us let us take just our individual responsibility and emanate the very best of that that we can. And if particular persuasions and particular ways and practices and all actually strengthen you and empower you and give you more to stand with, by all means, embrace that. You know, there's there's no way that I would, you know, when people come and they'll, they ask questions about that, it's like I would say to anybody, any human being, hang tight and honest and in truth to that which gives you strength and that which delivers you to the highest good. And so whatever that is, so this particular season, with that being all of how I do my usual ongoing, and like I said, this I'm celebrating my 78th year, is I, you know, I I I realize now this is not what I do, this is what I am, this is this is what I have become. And so the emanations or the broadcasting begins very easily then. And then it just goes on and on and on to there is nothing that gives me more joy than to know that that moment to where in the stillness of my meditation that I am suddenly consumed with this this light and this 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 love this I say love and I I, I feel frustrated beloved it's because that word is not strong enough for what happens. And in that moment, I am celestial in being. I am universal in massiveness. I'm no longer this human child or person sitting on this, this, this little dot on the planet Earth. The stars and all of the heavens are there. And, I, and I'm not sitting or standing. and I'm not touching on anything solid. I am in suspended anim animation. At that point, I'm floating. And when that happens, everybody, every, every life, everything is there. There's nothing exempt. And, it, and so when I know that that's going out and touching all of these millions of people and blessing that they be blessed in that which they live and honor and respect and trust such such a reality i mean i know that i work with a tremendous amount of people and there may be many of you listening to this that says you know but that's just this this doesn't happen all the time no it probably doesn't and i say probably because i don't spend enough time with it to claim that i'm an expert at such a, a statement but i know what works in my life and i make sure that i apply that to my values and what my desires are and again, I put myself in no place that I position myself against 
any creation. In my beliefs, I'm telling you that I believe God creates everything. So I give complete power and recognition to the source that I call creator. And in that, what could I position myself against? And it's really that simple for me. So then when I come to, you know, being what I considered gifted and honored to be introduced and shown the way that particular people have found that they speak to that source and worship and so forth, I feel honored that I'm being taught, that I am being shown, that I am being uh, given the gift of that respect. And so as we move into what's happening, we are in far better shape in our world than we could possibly ever think and give ourselves thoughts to. You and I are where it is happening. It is happening, and we are doing it. And I, I know that I'm not alone because I know this fantastic, powerful team that's here that, that puts their whole heart and their time into this. There's, there's a probably about a dozen or more that actually just dedicate a part of every one of their days like like I do to us just getting out into the universe what we consider the word of liberation and that's just sharing these things sometimes it's just you know something about the herbs that they could collect for certain healing if the flu season's coming on and you know certain recipes to help people you know that love to just cook or whatever. I mean, we, we, we round it out to where there's no particular theme. It just encompasses what's life. And people have responded because it's inclusive. It's inclusive. No one, absolutely no one can be left out. And when we're doing that, that kind of response rolls in to where there are millions of us that open ourselves to the experience that we are blessed and that life is precious. And so I thank all of you who actually come to us through Facebook and through all the many medias that we use and all of the transmissions that we put up. Every one of you are personal. You know, it's not, I recently was asked by a, a lady, well, how could you possibly have time to do anything that I would ask of you because you're so busy. And you know how I look at that? Okay, yes, there is this massive field that I know I'm in touch with. And it's no different than if I'm walking down a beach and every step I make is in the sand of that beach. And that beach, the sand of that beach is granulous. Uh, that's so tiny, yet they are absolutely the whole of the earth. One little grain of sand. I mean, this is how my mind goes, okay? And so as I'm walking along this beach and I, I am in, in awareness and physically involved in all of the sand, okay? In the sand over here, just maybe to my right a little bit, there's a little shell. And it stands out from the sand. Doesn't separate me from the sand, but it announces itself. And for that moment, I give it my attention. And that attention is in whatever amount of time I want to spend in my attention with that. That's how I see the people who make up my life. That when I look at the huge, massive numbers we are as humanity, 
that we are like the beach with all of the sand and all the little granules of the sand. But when I'm with the sand or I'm on the beach, all of it is of me. And every once in a while, and I would say very rapidly these days, there are these little things, these little, you know, particulars that show up and ask for a little personal, a particular reflection at that moment. And it, and I can't tell you how fast it is, but it's so rapid. I am aware of what the person's needs are and what they're trying to communicate. And it's just done. It's never, you know, I had another lady say, well, how much time does it take? I don't know. I really don't. And I don't, I don't even want to start having to put a time on. I just know when I'm finished. And I know when it's done. And sometimes when I come to the clock and I'm aware of the clock, sometimes it's been two hours, sometimes it's five. I, I don't know. I know when I'm done. That's what I know. And so in, in my life, all of humanity is like that beach in the sand, that we're all a part of the body that's called the beach. But each granule, little granule of that sand is individual. And in it is the whole embodiment of the ocean and the beach. That's us. And so when I'm with that thought and I'm in that place, there's just, there's just this huge number of faces that come up and people wander in and out. And I think that that's nothing other, you know, people will say, well, do you teach that? I don't, I don't think you can. I think it's just you. you. You tell yourself you want to do that. That's all I did. I wanted to know people. I love people. And I've told you stories of how I, you know, how I move through my day. I, it, I cannot drive past somebody that looks downcast and, and lost. I have to turn around and go back and see what I can do. And that, again, is like that little shell that stands out from the, the sand. It's something that draws my attention, and individually, that moment is exchanged. Well, see, I know that we're interconnected like that, and I know all that I've learned and all that I teach and work with over all these years, the research of brain for better than 40 years, the quantum physics is better than 50, 55 years, all of that teaching and science and everything just validated the ways, the ancient ways of my people. And it's so rejoicing these days and that we're all learning that. Beloved's quantum physics is of the past. And everything that's evolving from it is going faster than you're getting notification. Do you realize that quantum physics is over 120 years? And you're just now hearing about it for the last, what, maybe 20 years? So by the time the information actually gets to everyone it's really, really old news and it's past. But what you can do in the consciousness, and there's many, many scientists that are now speaking to this, is that the ancient ways, the spiritual truths, and the depth of that wisdom, that, that wisdom, that pure eternal wisdom, is in the spirituality that we are. Not just the spirituality that we practice, but the spirituality that we are. There's where the true answers are, and we're far, far, far ahead of the sciences. When I started learning the sciences and came out of the, the fields and the woods of my grandmother's uh, circle of life with me, 
I wanted to understand. I, and, and in that understanding, when I kept going to the sciences, I kept thinking, I can't believe that they don't know. And then I just kept going to even today with all that we now know and all of the huge, huge vastness of technology still does not scratch the surface, not even the surface of what the ancient wisdom is. That what is so natural to you and me and what we really are and how much of that we do not live and have awakened to because we're brainwashed to a very narrow perspective of being human and body and materialism. But it's coming. And see, as long as we can reach out in that wisdom and touch the many as we are doing, I know the gathering of that consciousness is happening. And we are all in the same place, wanting that harmony and that peace. There is no intelligence in war, and there is never any justification. And when we come to realizing that that's made of us, the people, and that we allow someone politically to divide us and teach us or turn us against each other, we're getting far, far intelligent, too intelligent to buy into that game anymore. So now we move in our own strengths, in our own level and knowledge of spirituality, and we allow ourselves to be universal in those experiences. I mean, there's things that you can talk about today that 50 years ago, that when I would speak of some of the stuff 50 years ago, everybody thought I was strange and weird, and many people were frightened of me in talking about quantum physics and the, and the particular knowledge that you actually have the the freedom to talk about and, and everyone is embracing the changes. So you're, you're in a time of where things are happening at such a wonderful, powerful rate that you don't want to miss any of it. You really want to move to the awakened state that you are the universe and that you begin to put yourself into that space by taking time. You know, the many students that I have worked with over my life, the thing that I find that becomes the biggest challenge for them is not can they do it, it's will they do it. And you need to put the time into it for it to happen. So the practices that needs to come with it is what delivers it. There is no coming to, uh, to it naturally. You know, even, even in the state that I can reach now, I still have to set myself aside to do that. You know, wherever you put your time, wherever you're putting your energy, you know, wherever you're thinking is where your energy moves. So in your busy state of activity, holding to your beliefs and your virtues is easy enough to do if you've taken the time to align yourself with that in meditation and the practice of mindfulness. So taking time any and all of this is yours to have and be because you were born with it, okay? It's innate in our bodies as human bodies, okay? So when we take time to resurrect it, to activate it, to awaken, to come to that awakened state takes place in the pursuits of meditation and mindfulness. 
when we shut it all off and we become aware of the inner being or the spirit of ourselves, the spirit or the soul, however you choose to word it, then you begin to discover this magnificence of which you are and this agelessness of who and how you exist, that you're not just this body and that if you even in saying that, I want to say very clearly, I have every one of my students actually study anatomy and physiology and chemistry because to know the miracle and the genius of what our bodies are. You know, in my language, we have no word for body. The same word as we would consider an altar of which where we would worship is the same word as the body. The body is the altar where the great spirit meets form and expresses. So this is, this is an altar. And when you study anatomy and physiology and you realize how this body works, the genius and the magnificence of it in itself demands respect. Once you begin to understand that, you care for it. And then you understand that it is sacred and that the fact that it is mobile and there is a heartbeat in your breathing is a gift. And in that we're expressing, we're always expressing the greatness of whatever the sacred word is you use. And when you begin to do that, then you begin to awaken. That takes time, beloveds. It takes time for you to put yourself in a place to where you think. So as you're thinking, then you begin to feel what you're thinking. And then that begins to bring things into the open and a lot of the unknowns that you would never, ever possibly be able to say you want to have or experience begin to show themselves. You magnetically attract them. And in that, you become this child, this magical child in a, in a world, no matter what your age is. Whatever your physical body age is, is not what we're talking about. It's the everlastingness of who you are. And to, you know, when many people have said to me, you know, when, you, when you've taught before, I've heard you say that you don't believe in God, but that you know God. And I said, I, I totally accept that. To believe means I'm searching and that I'm needing evidence and proof. And you could challenge my beliefs if you had a, a particular view that in some way would say, you know, it could disprove what I believe. You could challenge that. You cannot challenge what I know. What I know is what I have experienced. What I know, I know because I have experienced it. And that experience becomes the wisdom of it. So for right now, for you to say you don't believe, that never ever impairs anything that I teach when somebody says, well, I can't believe what you said. I am never ever threatened or turned away by that. How could they possibly believe until they experience? And that experience is going to cost you time. And you're going to have to put time and priority of that time into that day that's already jam-packed and you're wondering right now, wherever am I going to get time to put two or three hours of this kind of practice? 
Well, if you want the liberation to be awakened to the magnificence of what life is, you're going to do that. And it starts out by giving it whatever you can right now and beginning to allow that to be how you live your life in a day. Because that's what we have, present time. And what we do with it is exactly what everything resigns itself to, be it future or past, right now. It's all right there. So I'm going to need to pull it together and move on. I don't know what I, where I'm at on the hour and my engineer just stepped out. So, But I am going to bring our program today to a close. And knowing that I've shared this with you, there's still a ton of stuff that's happening from all of the incoming responses from over the holidays. So I want you to know that you're part of that and that I love every one of you that comes to this hour with me. I feel you and I know that you're there. And please keep those messages coming. Get on our fan page here on our Law of Attraction radio network. Jules makes sure that she keeps everything up to date. We have a wonderful producer, and Jules puts her whole heart into this with us. And so you want to come the gathering around this whole nucleus of which she has made. In itself is an altar. It attracts and it emanates and it puts the magnetics out and gives you different perspectives to grow with. So come on our Facebook, you know, come on our fan page. It's right here on the radio uh, website. And give your responses to your questions. Let us know what you need to know. Let us know what you're thinking, okay? And let us have your prayers and always give us a moment. I asked you every day, join with me for just a breath, maybe five breaths, to where you hold me in your heart as I hold you in mine. And let the greater circle of synergy grow. We are one. And we matter. We make a difference. So have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I will catch you on my next fly through the studio here. And meanwhile, all good things. OCO. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.